You're listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta, where we navigate the messy middle of building a business and all the work that goes into designing a life you love. Melanie Mitro built a seven-figure network marketing empire while working at the kitchen table, raising her boys and trying not to lose her mind. Melanie loves chatting all things marketing, time management, and leadership development. Katie created the foundation of her seven-figure business while teaching full-time, battling cancer, raising her boys and avoiding all things laundry. Katie's got you covered with social media storytelling and impact-driven income. We're building a business right alongside you, giving you the inside scoop to the reality of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and the really, really messy middle. We're not letting you build your business alone. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's make chic happen. Now, here's your hosts, Melanie and Katie. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie and Katie of the Make Chic Happen podcast, and it is the very last week of 2019, and when this episode goes live, it's actually going to be 2020, which is crazy. It is hard to think that we are closing the doors on 2019 and starting a brand new decade, and I actually found my binder of our launch plan and we had our monthly game plan of what we, we needed to do every month from September to December to, to launch the mm-hmm. influencer and then all of our original goals. And it's so neat to just look back and say, wow, we didn't even have a planner in the mix. You know, this yeah. podcast, you know, took us longer than expected to get this up and running. Some of the things we thought were going to happen didn't. And it's been really cool to see how this has all come to fruition. It's crazy. And then this past week, we actually held a vision board party with over 1,500 people who registered, who participated, and who started to put their 2020 goals sort of on the map. And so Melanie and I had an the honor of really walking people through that and, and hearing their biggest fears and then helping them overcome, you know, what those were. So when we got ready to do this podcast today, the very first thing we started focusing on was goal setting. And I was kind of giving Melanie a hard time. And I think most of our listeners know us by now, but Melanie is always super strategic. And I'm always like, well, what's the story? And so you kind of get the little bit of both. But as we were talking, Melanie started sharing a story with me about somebody in her organization. And she started talking about how often as a leader, we see our our organization sometimes hit their goals and we get to celebrate with them. And sometimes we see other people who maybe didn't achieve their goals and, and the struggle that goes along with that. And I think it's safe to say Melanie and I have been on both sides of that. You know, we've had major wins in business, but we've, we've also had some pretty hefty, like, setbacks. I won't call them failures because I feel like we learn from them. But our podcast today is we started writing out these notes and what we wanted to talk about. We started to think about that girl out there. And maybe this is you right now who is maybe struggling to set those goals because of a past failure. Or maybe you keep putting that same goal up every year that you want to be able to achieve. And year after year, you find yourself just falling short of it, or maybe by a, by a, by a landslide, you don't achieve the goal. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to walk you through some steps that we've taken, especially when we've maybe had some setbacks that really 
really struggled that we really struggled with. And even now I'm sitting here going, this is a hard thing to talk about because it calls both of us to be sort of vulnerable with some of the things that have happened to us in the business and some of the things that we've learned about ourselves with the business too. So today we want to talk about your past failures and what they mean and how we can use those as an opportunity to start creating new goals. Everybody always wants to create these like beautiful, shiny vision boards that have all the things that they want to accomplish on this board. And we want to just focus on the good and and where we want to go. But it's really, really important that we do two things, that we Mm -hmm. take a moment to reflect on what happened in the current year. But we also take a moment to say, after we create this beautiful 2020 vision board, we ask ourselves, and so what are the steps I need to take in order to make that vision a reality? And that's kind of the unsexy part of vision board and goals is actually like setting the goals and breaking it down and putting it in your calendar. Because if you don't get clear on the road to getting there, you're just going to keep putting these goals on your vision board year after year. And you're going to keep getting to the end of the year and feeling unfulfilled. And so that's really what we're going to dive into today, right? Is, is kind of those two areas. So let's kind of talk about the failure first. You nailed it when we were just having, and we weren't even mics when we did this. We didn't have, we weren't recording or anything. And Melanie just very boldly said, you know what? Your past failures do not define your future successes. And I love that because if you really let that sink in, and I don't know if it's how you said it was such like assurance, just that feeling of like, okay, but she said it in such a way, your past failures do not define your future successes. Let that sink in, no matter where you ended, 2019, let that sit for a minute and remind yourself that where you've been isn't going to be where you're going, but it's your decision with what you do with those setbacks and those, those what you deem as failures that are going to help you define where you get to go. And then we can start really focusing on the how of setting goals after we've had a setback because we're a year smarter. Mm-hmm. We're a year more um, learned. I don't know what the word is, but we've, we've had these lessons and these setbacks and all of these things that we get to grow from if that's how we choose. So step number one is really accepting where you are. Being honest with yourself. One of the things that I remember when I was working towards my weight loss goals, and for those of you who don't know, I've been working with Melanie, I don't know, eight eight years now at this point. And when we first started working together, it was with weight loss. And one of the very first things that people don't often do is accept where they are. So guess what? If that's a New Year's resolution for you, that might be stepping on the scale and seeing your truth. Because that number, wherever you ended the year in your business, or if we're talking about fitness right now, that's your truth. Mm-hmm. And once you know your truth, you can accept your truth. And once you accept your truth, you can start really thinking about what can I do now? Because I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what I did to get where I am. I know the habits that I have created to be where I am right now. And if I want to be somewhere else, What do I need to do to change it? And the very first thing is accepting your truth. Do you want to talk about number two? Or do you want to lean into that a little bit more? 
No, I think accepting it and just be understanding that this is the reality of where you are at. All right. You can't change the past. There is absolutely no point to using any of your energy in obsessing over what the things you cannot change. But what we can do is we can reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And, and the second point is to really kind of say, okay, so what got me to where I ended the year? Was it my own lack of action? Was it my own lack of discipline? And when I say lack of action, maybe it was, you know, you didn't actually do the key activities that you needed to do to produce the income that you needed. Was it that you didn't organize your time well enough? Was it that you hit snooze so many times that you lost hours of productive work time? And so you have to get really clear on what you did. And awareness for is a really hard thing for people to lean into because we just want to sweep it under the rug. And we also want to point the finger at other people instead of really looking inward, right? And saying, what, what could I have done differently? And the other thing to ask yourself was the goals I set for myself, was I in control of them? Because sometimes, especially if you're running a company and you have a sales team and employees and you have people that you're expecting to hit certain numbers, and then it's going to help you hit a certain number, sometimes that's not in your control, right? But there are things that are in your control. So what did you not take control of? What do you need to kind of let go? Because it wasn't a goal that was tied directly to your efforts. Even just for me, and before we were doing this podcast, Katie and I were sitting there and I said, I've been spending like an hour every morning, hour, hour and a half writing reflecting on where I was in 2019, where I missed the boat, where I want to be better, how can I improve? And so ask yourself these questions, journal it out, and then ask yourself this next question. Was the goal the right goal for you? I saw this early on in network marketing, especially was we do these vision board parties and these goal settings. And then we're in these like pods with our success partners. And so, you know, Katie's over there and she's like, I'm going to be this rank by this part of the year. And then I'm over here going, well, that sounds like a good goal. Let me do that too. And so all of a sudden I'm setting goals because they sound fancy. They sound pretty. They sound fun. It's what everybody else is doing. And then it doesn't actually have significance to me. So I either get to the goal and I'm like, well, that didn't feel good. Or I don't get to the goal or I get to the goal and it's very empty and it didn't create, I thought I was going to make more money when I got there, but actually it just gave me a shiny title. And so Um, I think sometimes we have to be self-aware of what does reaching this goal actually mean in terms of dollars and cents and time invested. Oh my gosh. And can I just add to, because that was so good. And if you didn't get a chance to really like listen to what Melanie said, that is so key. Acceptance and reflection are the very first steps of goal setting. But I also want to add that really setting goals for yourself takes courage. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to know where you want to go, even if it means it's not what everybody around you is doing. Especially if you're in a company and everyone says that success is defined by this. If it doesn't align to what matters most to you, it takes courage for you to say, this isn't the way that I want to build my business because it's not in line with the things that matter most to me. 
And I have to tell you that you will not actually know what that is until you have truly accepted where you are right now and you've reflected on what you did to actually get to that point. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. So know that real goal setting isn't necessarily going to be the same things that everybody else around you is doing, but it takes courage to really know what it is that you want. And that only happens through reflection and acceptance. I will say that Katie and I wouldn't be doing this podcast today if it wasn't for all the past experiences that we have had. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking about this this morning, you know, and I was thinking about the way I'm setting goals this year. And I'm like, man, I'm not setting goals that are based a lot on like a recognition or rank type of goal because my joy meter has really shifted in what has what gives me joy. But I feel like I oh, I earned the right to say that because I actually went through the process of trying. I like I try, I did all of that right. Like yeah. I pushed for the goals. I put in the insane hours. I burned the candle at both ends. You know, I did all of that. I learned so much from it. But I have all these years of experience now to look back and say, aha, I'm watching other people build these massive businesses, but they're not doing it alone. I don't need to do it by myself. I can hire staff. Oh, I can go to bed at 930 every night and still own a multi-million dollar business. Done. Check. Tell me how to do that. I will be so productive during the day if I can have my evenings free. And so I've actually kind of said, what do I want my life to look like instead of what are just the numbers and the stats and the goals that I want to achieve? So it's like, how do I build my business around the life I want to create for myself? And I would have never gotten to that place if it wasn't for all that other stuff, you know? So yeah. that's, I, don't, I never, I don't regret anything. I just feel like that I learned so much through it. And our advice to you is maybe you take a piece of that now. You take our wisdom and you say, okay, I'm going to, like you said on the vision board party, I'm going to plug in my joy first. First thing I did yesterday when I was planning my week and setting everything up was I was like, and what's my free time look like? So I plugged in all my free time. I plugged my kids' basketball games in. I plugged going ice skating tonight down at the PPG place. And then I was like, and now I'll build my business around that. When do I have to be so laser focused and intentional so that I can go do what I want to do and not have to worry about something else? So you plug in your joy first. Yeah. Yes. But you guys, I just, I have to tell you from the bottom of our hearts, this was not, this podcast even two years ago would have looked totally different. We would have recorded it differently. The way that we we share our experiences, that is a lot of just what we've learned and, and to the point where we are now. Hey everyone, what is up? It is Katie Ursa of Chic Influencer, and I am here to tell you some exciting news based on what we have been hearing from all of our Chic community members and so many people on Instagram. And that is, I want somebody to take a look at my Instagram account and help me figure this chic out. Am I right? How cool would it be? to have somebody go into your Instagram account and really help you figure it out, you know, tell you, hey, you could do more of this. And girl, you have got to get rid of whatever this type of thing is that you're doing here. So Melanie and I, we're super excited and honored to be bringing the Chic Your Gram to social media. So what you will see if you go on to chicinfluencer.com is a new opportunity for all entrepreneurs to really get their social media into the next level by having an 
official audit done. Now there's tons and tons of details, but here's the deal. I am going to tell you that this is very limited because we spend so much time extensively looking at your Instagram account. It's really personalized. So only 10 accounts a month will be able to take advantage of being audited. So if this is something you want to take more advantage of, let's head over to chicinfluencer.com and check it out now. So number three, so we talked about acceptance, right? We talked about reflection, key, key, key. But number three, this is your moneymaker, friends. This is where you make your move. This is where you stop staying stuck. This is where you stop saying next year. This is where you stop saying Monday. This is where you stop saying I'll do it when it's more convenient, when I have more time. This is when you just make your move. You have to start taking action. And that means you set your goals for yourself, right? And then you create an action plan. And an action plan is really what are the things, like the actual things that need to happen in my business for me to get to those goals. And on the Vision Party call, I talk about this and I've done a number of podcasts and a number of live trainings on this, but I call this concept very much just driving towards daylight. And so basically what driving towards daylight means is you have your vision. You know exactly where you want to go. You know exactly what your end result looks like. You know exactly how you want to feel. You know you know it to the, the point that every one of your senses is ignited when you think about achieving said goal. So it's very clear, right? It's very clear where you want to end. But here's where the magic happens. You take that vision of daylight and is if you are driving in a car, your, your sun is so bright that you have to almost put your sunglasses on and the visor down. And the only thing you can really focus on are the mile markers that are right in front of you to be able to get to where you want to go. So your focus isn't on the end result. Your focus is on what is right in front of you, those mile markers. So mile markers are the small, more attainable, right in front of you goals that are overall going to help you hit that big goal. So let's say it's one year later, it's December 31st, 2020, and you know exactly what that goal is that you wanted to achieve and you have achieved it. And I guarantee the way that you achieved it was by focusing on small, seemingly insignificant steps that you have taken along the way. Those are your mile markers. So that's the daily action that you take. That's the weekly reflection that you do. That is scheduling in your joy before you actually plan the rest of your day out. That is really evaluating, did I take action today in my business? What are the things that I need to tweak, that I need to change a little bit if I am still going to get to my end goal? So it's not just about the acceptance and reflection. It's making your move and making it daily. And I'm not talking about hours and hours of work. I don't know what your goal is, but no matter what that goal is, it's just small steps to get there. Yeah. And it really is honestly, it is working from a to-do list and having a schedule. Yeah. And you are not, if you are winging your business, this is a hobby. And that is so true. I'm going to be honest. You could be building a part-time business that is creating a little supplemental income, but if you're not planning that part-time business, 
it's going to be just a hobby. It's not really that important to you. So having just a clear goals of things that will be must-dos every day, they're non-negotiables in your business, you have to identify those right now. Those are your mile markers. Those daily activities are even like if you have a mile marker, but then you look at each part of getting to the mile at your daily activities, right? Like that are helping you get toward your mile is maybe your week. I just want you guys to think about that, right? You want to break this down into the smallest of activities. And you know, the most successful people that I've studied out there, they block out their days, hour, half hour, 15 minute increments. And they are there. They stick to that and they eliminate those distractions in their day. You can do that. It's just a matter of stopping the overwhelm. Hit pause. If you're feeling like, I don't even know where to begin, just take one of your goals and break it down. Just one, one at a time. And and really, you shouldn't have more than three to five things that you're working on because otherwise you're totally overwhelming yourself. So let's talk about blocks. Should we talk about that next? Yeah, I actually, I think that we need to talk about blocks and this is not, this is not the sexy topic because nobody wants to talk about why they keep maybe missing goals. What do you say? This is something that people like want to just like sidestep. They want to be like, Oh, I just want to forget last year. I don't really want to think about where I am in the year. Oh, I'm just going to, just going to wait till Monday. I'm going to start fresh, fresh, like fresh blank slate, pretend it never happened, but that's like the worst way to look at it. So can we really lean into what happens when people set that same goal and they really say, I really want this, but they keep missing it. Mm -hmm. So can can we maybe talk about that? I know this is not a fun thing to talk about. It's not. And this requires real talk, friends. This is Melanie and Katie just shooting you straight because you listen to this podcast because you want to change and you want to build a business. So you can keep putting the same goal on your goal board year after year after year. And you can keep missing it. You can continue to keep missing it until you change your daily actions. So what you have to ask yourself is why do I keep putting this goal on my vision board? Does it mean something to me? And what does it mean to me? Write that out clear as day. Is this goal going to make me get out of bed in the morning? Yes or no? What what do I want to feel like at the end of the year? But then also say to yourself, and why do I keep putting this goal on my vision board and not hitting it? Is it because I start to have a little bit of success and then I self-sabotage myself because I'm afraid of of success? I'm afraid that I'm going to get to the goal. I'm not going to know how to handle my responsibilities. Is it that I don't feel worthy of getting this success? So when I start to have a little success, it's just easier to say, oh, like I'm not worthy of this. I, I came from a family that has never made money before and we've always been broke and we've always just kind of worked hard to get by. Why should I be any different? And so you just stop inviting, you stop following up, you stop being consistent on social media. Then you turn around and you go, see, see, there you go. This is just, this is how I'm supposed to be. And, and so you make it this self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so we do this to ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. And until we become aware of the fact that we're doing it and we actually create this stop, like when this happens, I am going to say, no, I'm not going down that path again. This is always where I start to get off path. I'm going to do the opposite this time. It's when we actually prepare ourselves ahead of time for it that we can make the move past it. But if you just sweep it under the rug and you just say, I always put this goal on my goal board and I never accomplish it, you're right. That attitude right there, you're already setting yourself up for failure. So tell me, why is it going to be different this time? 
Why are you going to actually put this goal on the goal board and make it a reality? Can I do a call out? Like I actually, I need to call, call myself out for one of the things that I know that has been, it's almost been like a self-sabotage. And for me, what that looked like was I was so afraid of achieving a goal that it meant I had to keep setting these unrealistic high standards for myself. And what it boiled down to, and I learned this through Mel Robbins' Work It Out. If you haven't listened, it's an audible. If you haven't listened to it, the very first chapter is the one that really spoke to me, but it came down to worthiness, right? When I hit a goal, I will be seen as worthy in the eyes of somebody else, whether it's my upline or it is um, the company or it is my organization or maybe it's the people that I run my business with, the people I work with, um, the people that are in competing space, I will be seen as worthy. But what happens to me is when I achieve a goal and I feel like it's this high standard, I start to really question if it was a fluke. Like if I am actually worthy of that goal and achieving something bigger, or if people will think I just kind of fell on like whoopsie on success. So for me, I started to realize my trend was not to set high goals for myself because the fear of seeing being seen as worthy and then being stripped of that was a hard thing for me to think about. I just, I didn't want that feeling of being worth it and then not. So to get clear on that, I had to say like, who do I want to impress? Because if I'm setting goals to impress somebody else, I will always feel like a failure. I will always feel like I am not enough. I will always feel like I'm setting somebody else's standard of success instead of my own. So I got very real with what goals look like to me. And for me, it started to feel like I want peace. I want to feel peace in my business with whatever it is that I am aiming towards. I don't want to feel like I am hustling so hard for somebody else's acknowledgement of me. So that was something I had to come to terms with when I was self-sabotaging. And here's the truth. Sometimes the goals that we set for ourselves are in line with the things that the company shares with us, or they're in line with income growth. And they should be. We're business owners. If you're running a business and there's no income growth, you don't have a business. You have a flat line. When I started to say, are these things in line with my goals? Sometimes they aren't. And when they aren't, I don't worry about them. I don't think about them, even though it might come off as Katie doesn't care to somebody else. When in reality, it's allowing me to create income growth for my family. That's the big one. And it's making me feel good. I feel success. So sort of, I know I kind of shared this side story, but I really want you to know I get it. I get it. I've been there. But if you feel good about the goals you're setting for yourself, regardless of whether it's what somebody else is saying is a good goal or isn't a good goal, that is telling you to move forward with it. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people do this thing where they set a goal and then they're feeling like I probably am not going to hit the goal. So I'm going to just change my mind and say that goal wasn't important to me. It didn't really matter. I didn't really want to achieve that. But that's a cop out because there's a difference between actually missing a goal 
but saying like, I don't want that goal anymore and not really wanting it because it's not in line with your priorities or taking it off the vision board because you're embarrassed that you might not make it. And I see people do that all the time. Like they kind of backpedal and they make excuses and they try to validate why that goal wasn't important. I see it. I can like smell it a mile away. I know somebody's like deep desire was to reach that goal. They made up this story and you guys, you're the only one that's doing yourself a disservice by acting, acting that way. So if it's something you want, own it, like own that that's the goal you want, own where you're at and drive towards that goal. All right. And if you fall short, don't validate why you fell short. Say, this is how the year went. This is where I fell short. These were the areas that I was a little blind or a little off on. Here we go. I mean, I'm smarter now. 2020, here we come. I'm going to reach that goal this year. That's how you take a goal that you haven't hit in years and you change it. You learn from your mistakes and you go forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we're not going to self-sabotage ourselves this year because we're going to be smarter. But that doesn't mean that new things aren't going to come in out of left field and challenge us. But we're going to be ready for it because we're prepared. We're, we've raised our level of awareness. We are in tune with what brings us joy. We're asking the right questions. So next time we have an obstacle, we're able to kind of evaluate it using these things that we've just shared. So good. I think that the last thing that we can kind of cover is just knowing obstacles are the way, right? We're going to have struggles along that path of driving towards daylight, but being aware of how you've handled them in the past in a good way or in a bad way is how you are going to navigate through them now. So creating that plan before those obstacles actually hit. Like knowing and understanding those are those things are going to happen. Your your path to success is going to be filled with potholes and detours. It's going to be filled with wrong turns and it's going to be filled with all of these sort of plot twists along the way. But knowing that's part of the journey is a big part of how you're going to get to your destination without getting overwhelmed of it. And awareness is part of the tools that are in your toolbox. So you guys, this week, we want you to take the rest of this week and really get so clear on where you ended 2019. And if that means that you have to just get really messy with it on a sheet of paper and on one side is the goals that you hit and the goals you didn't hit and then your evaluation of why and then from that sheet becomes your 2020 goals I think that's the best thing that you can do. It's what Katie and I do all the time. And we are accepting of the reality of where we are and the projection of where we want to go. And the one thing that I go back to, and it was in my top nine. So if you guys haven't checked this out yet, there's like this top nine app on Instagram. And one of my top nine for 2019 is the Beyonce quote. And the Beyonce quote, I I don't remember exactly, but it talks about how many months she practiced to go on stage and do that halftime show or something like that at the Super Bowl, right? That was about the amount of practice and focus and intentionality that she had to put into accomplishing what she wanted to accomplish and all. And you've watched that documentary on Beyonce. And so go back to that. Success is not overnight. 
right? Yeah. It's you are being groomed and refined in everything you do. And even where Katie and I are at right now with Chic, it's like we are like, come on, like this little engine that could. And it, it look, we're having success, but we're like hungry for it to, to keep going. And we are learning to be patient because yeah. we realize that everything that's happening to us and the relationships that we're, you know, being introduced to, they're all preparing us for the next stage of opportunity that is going to be presented. And so there is this sense of like, we have to learn to be patient in the midst of sort of this chaos of building a company. Yeah. And we did do a podcast on that, the Beyond Supply Your Business. We did. That was like one of the first ones. It was one of the first. If you go back through the archives um, and we'll have a list there, like throw up the link for it. Yeah. 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 We did do a podcast on Beyond Supply Your Business. Wait, I bet I could even, I could probably find it like so fast. Oh, episode number five is Beyond Supply Your Business. I knew it was one of the first ones. It was. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I really hope that this gives people that are listening I hope you guys, you're like, gosh, okay, I can do this. I'm going to pick myself up from the past failures. And I I believe it. I have the courage to take the next step forward. Before we go, though, we always, I just want to leave you guys with a couple of things that really, really help us in creating great episodes for each and every one of you is heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and review. And you can also email us at chicinfluencer at gmail.com and tell us what future episodes you'd like to hear from us. And we love to do our ratings and reviews of the week. And so There's a wonderful woman who left us this amazing review. And so we just want to give her a quick little shout out. And she said, Melanie and Katie are very in tune with themselves and their business, which in turn makes for great advice. They're both smart, hardworking women who not only want the best for everyone listening in and following along. Their advice is is always simple, yet so effective. And thank you so much, ladies, and keep up the great work. So that was, oh my gosh, this, I don't even know how to pronounce this without butchering it. It's Vanzel, Vanzel Dois. I don't know. It sounded good. Sounded good, but thank you for <laughs> Thank you. That was a very kind review too. So, uh, yeah. So come check us out guys. Subscribe to the podcast. If you, um, if you subscribe, you'll get all of these episodes every single Thursday, right to your inbox. And we just, we love pouring into you. We love helping you make chic happen. And we hope to see you guys in our community or mentorships in 2020. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Make Chic Happen podcast with your hosts, Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. If you loved our podcast, be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.